And once again, you know, I, I've been keeping up with Rick's blog throughout the entire production process and just continuously seeing him post how excited he was throughout casting, throughout, you know, writing and filming itself. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. If he's loving it, I'll love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never once like didn't trust that this was going to be a, a good series because I had trust in Rick and that he was like, he was part of the production and everything. So yeah, I like was pretty confident that it was going to be as close to like what we wanted to see as we could have. And we are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Today, we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And I can't do it alone because I'm a relatively new fan to Percy Jackson, relatively so. So I've brought in two awesome guests uh, that will be helping me out with all this Percy stuff. Uh, first, uh, we got longtime guest, uh, been on here many times. We got Kaylin Dorothy, aka Comics by Kaylin. Kaylin, how's it going? It's great. I'm going, I'm doing really well. Uh, you're, you're, you're a pretty big Percy Jackson fan. Pretty, pretty longtime fan. I read the first book when I was 11, uh, not long after the, it had come out. <laughs> the book itself? I read that book. So, what? Like once the book came out, like not long after you read it. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I I possibly read it around the time the second book came out. Okay, that's but fair. I've been reading these so long that the copy I originally read of Percy Jackson and the Olympians uh-huh. was the original original cover, which they only did that artwork on the first book, and then they had switched to the new artwork by the time the second book came out. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that would look like because I just bought the new book or the books. I bought the books for the right. first time. And so it just has the current covers. Well, the art behind me is the second printing. And then the I own book. the, no, this is because there was like the, the original art, um, all the arts by the same artist, but there's the, oh. the original, original art, which is the first printing, except there's actually a first, first printing of the first book. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's too much going on, but I love there's it. So and many covers. <laughs> you are a huge fan, and I'm glad to have you on. We also got for the first time, uh, we got Vivian Ferreira. Uh, what's up, VVN? Hi, I'm happy to be here. Excited to join the key for the first time um, on a topic that I really enjoy. I am also, I think, relatively new to Percy Jackson. Yeah. Um, so I read the first book when I was in. I want to say middle school, but then I never read the rest until early last year. So I didn't finish the series till last year um, in like January, I want to say, or actually it might be two years ago now. It's two years ago now. We're in 2024. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I'm also relatively new, but I did watch the films when they first came out. I really liked the first book when I had read it. Um, And I've only read The Lightning Thief, like the first four so I, I haven't okay. read, like, I haven't gone past that yet, but I really want to. I just haven't gotten, haven't been able to to get into that yet. And I'm you're, currently you're reading the one love. that just came out, um, The Chalice of the Gods, reading that Oh, right that now, one was so, so fun. Yeah. I yeah, I like it so far. 
I don't think and I have I, that one. I'm curious now that you say about the printing cover, because I have I have the your background, I have that set. And so that's the okay. second printing. But I that's also second have, printing. Okay. And then I have the lightning thief, like the one that I had when I was a kid. That's a completely different cover. And I'm curious if is, that's like the one you're referring to. Is that so is the cover you have? Um, he's like in the water, back is to us holding yes. like the Minotaur horn. Okay, so that's technically the second cover of the first book but that's oh. what's considered the original covers for the series because gotcha. every other book was only ever done in that style okay the original original cover is it honestly looks like it's adult fiction which I think is probably why the cover was changed the original cover has um it's like kind of like a gray or silver cover with a lightning bolt kind of cutting through and peeking out from the lightning bolts are like Medusa, the Minotaur, I think Cerberus. Um, so it just, it looks, it looks like a, you know, adult adventure book, mm. not a children's novel. Yeah. I, um, I feel like Percy Jackson was a little bit after my time. Like I was a big Harry Potter person. And like, mm -hmm. I'd read all the Harry Potter books and I was part of that phenomenon. And then like, I'll watch any movie that comes out. So like, I've seen the Percy Jackson movies, um, but like, I never read the books and I never like got a chance to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, but I've always been a big fan of Greek mythology. Did you guys like Greek mythology first and then get into Percy Jackson or did Percy Jackson introduce you guys to Greek mythology? It was kind of in tandem for me. Because oh. yeah. I I read the first book in sixth grade. And that was when, when I was in sixth grade, my reading class, pretty much most of the year was Greek mythology. That was like the focus for sixth grade within my town. Um, to the point where like our class, the way our classes were organized, like you would move from one class to the next with the same group of students and they would name those groups different things. And they, for, for my particular year, we were all named like Greek gods. That's cool. Wait, what, what group yeah, were you? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the Poseidon group. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys uh, get to choose that as a like as a group or like no, it was assigned? It was assigned. I just I got really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vivian, what about you? Um, I I think when I I was really into like I would I would pick little niches when I was a kid. So I would like get really like hyper focused on specific things. I never like hardcore went into a Greek like Greek mythology phase, um, I definitely like piqued my interest. And then when I read the book, it for sure piqued my interest. And that's when I did like a deep dive on everything. But mm -hmm. it wasn't until I think reading the whole series for the first time that I really started looking into the actual stories and reading up on them. But the books, because they're written for children, helped me understand it a lot easier that I think than I would have like if I would have just looked it up myself. Um, mm -hmm. But Rick Riordan just, Rick Riordan does a really good job at like, kind of breaking it down in a way that's really easy and simple to understand what the like stories are behind each like mythology or myth or person character whatever it yeah. is yeah yeah when I, you get to the next series he actually has a glossary at the back of each book 
Oh, nice. That's I have I have all the books like tangible, but I just haven't read them yet. So I'm excited to. Oh, you'll love them. They're so good. I was I was really into Greek mythology as a kid. And then like the Hercules Disney movie came out. And then I realized like Disney, the the Greek mythology in that movie, I was like, this is wrong. This is just very like wrong. all of it doesn't it doesn't match up, which I get because Disney doesn't want the the uh, you know all the bad stuff of greek mythology to be in like their hercules cartoon um but they didn't even seems... get his name right <laughs> what which one hercules what? hercules is his roman name what's hercules it's heracles in, in greek it's heracles oh, okay. in greek it's it's i don't know that's always like i love that movie but that's always irked me because everything else in that movie is greek and then his name is hercules <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wrong things in that movie. Yeah. I mean, for example, you know, Hera's nice. <laughs> Hera, everybody is nice. It's, it's a Disney nice. film. Yeah. It's a cartoon. And Hera's his mom. Yeah. Hera's his mom. Yeah. That's true. Um, but like, uh, Percy Jackson, from what I've gathered, uh, at least tackles some of the harder stuff in yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think it does. Yeah. And then even with like, I really liked how the series, like with the whole portrayal of Medusa, the route that they went mm -hmm. with the series was a lot more like monsters are portrayed as monsters when you look at them that way. And when you're told that right. they're supposed to be monsters, but there's always, there's going to be like the backside to every story. And they did that with Medusa's in this one. So, but I do think in the, in the novels that it, it's a little more, it's closer to what the actual like mythology is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, you know, like, the novel was written, you know, like, practically 20 years ago. Um, and I, you can definitely tell with the show that Rick is going back to this, these stories that he wrote so long ago, and he's updating them to fit today's demographics, today's thinking, like, there's definitely instances, even in the second series, that there was like a couple moments in the second series, I was like, I can tell that if he wrote this today, certain things would be different like it's not necessarily bad it's just you know society changes a we product change. of its time our yeah it's yeah product of its time and like there's no question these books hold up but I appreciate one thing I've always loved about Rick Reardon it is sorry I say Reardon because I have family friends that's going that way um what is it? Rick is it Riordan? I, I think is it's Riordan. Okay. I also would I, say I said Riordan for the longest time, and then I had someone correct me recently, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I know Riordan." I think, I'm pretty sure it's Riordan, but I have family friends that are Riordan and spelled exactly the same. Um, one thing I love about Rick is he's constantly listening to his fans, mm -hmm. and when they say, "Hey, maybe like this wasn't the best thing," you know, do this, or you know, this would be better in the next book, he's making an effort to correct that. Yeah. And, you know, you can see in the TV show where he's like, I need this show to better fit today's ideals. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I've been seeing this a lot from adaptations in general. Also, the fact that we're all like content creators and we like watch a lot of stuff and, and digest stuff and whatnot. Um, I feel like a lot of adaptations will either go one of two routes, which is one is like, let's just make this new adaptation flashier and hipper. And like, that's what I feel like the movies for Percy Jackson were. Because yeah. I, I just, anyway, uh, we'll get to the movies. But, <laughs> but, or it goes in the other way of like, 
for example, Invincible, like as someone who's read the comic for Invincible and then watched the cartoon, like I get different things out of the cartoon than I do out of the comics. And some of it is a little bit different with like added plot lines or plot lines that are taken away or, or whatnot. Um, do you guys prefer adaptations that are pretty much like frame by frame the source material? Or do you guys like it when they update things? So I, I, I like a balance of both. I feel like if you're going to yeah. adapt something, it should, if it's going to stray away or change from the source material, it should elevate it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that if, if an adaptation is able to do that well, then you're going to have like a masterpiece of, yeah. of an adaptation. And with Percy Jackson, I feel like there are definitely things that they took from the from the the books that weren't in the books, but it was nice seeing them. Like there were a lot of um, scenes with Percy and his mom one on one that we didn't necessarily get to deep dive into the books, and it was so cool to be able to see that. So I do like when we get extra media that wasn't like fed to us in the original material because it's like an extension of what I would have liked to see. Um, but then when it but that's different. I feel like from taking us something from the book and then changing that specific thing. So it's kind mm. of like, I don't know. I like a good balance in between. I, I, well, I'm, I'm very much in line that it, it kind of depends on what are you changing? What are you keeping the same? Um, one of my biggest gripes with the movies was that they made drastic changes to like who the characters were at their core. Mm. Um, the aging up of the characters took away from just how intense the stakes are because by making the act, you know, they were supposed to be like 16 in the movie, but they're clearly people in their twenties. It's like, okay, adults are fighting battles. That's normal. Mm -hmm. um, as someone, also, uh, sorry, as someone who's an no. Animorphs fan, and this is even mm -hmm. before, this is before yeah, Harry Potter, even like <laughs> as an Animorphs fan, like I understand that because they did a Nickelodeon show and they aged up everyone and they're supposed to be in like junior high to start off with. And it mm -hmm. does change the idea of like child yeah. soldiers when they're literally right. old enough to join an army versus exactly. being kids fighting a war. You right. Know. And, you know, they also, a lot of the points they hit in the movie were different. Like they, you know, they never made it to the Lotus Kiss. No, no, they, they did the Lotus Kiss. They never made it to like the St. Louis Arch or like Waterland. I might be, maybe they did. I saw that movie so long ago. It's been so long. I haven't. <laughs> I do know there were certain, they just, they changed so much of the plot and who the characters are that it took away from the magic that the original book was. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this adaptation was it page for page absolutely not but it, that would be boring because i like yeah. if i want page for page i'm just going to read the book <laughs> yeah um what i appreciated is that they stuck to the core of who these characters are and hit the big points that they hit in the book yeah but modified them for example the medusa scene it was modified they modified her story um to fit a different version of the myth, which gave a new insight into, you know, what's really a monster, yeah. who's the real monsters. And, um, you know, when they went to the St. Louis Arch, it was, you know, they had that whole thing that it's actually a, a temple to Athena. And we got so much insight on Annabeth as a character in that moment that I really appreciated those types of changes. I do want to touch on, on the original, uh, the original movies. The two when it came out, like 
Like, I just forget they made a second. The, yeah, I just, I just watched the second one for the first time yesterday because I was just like, <laughs> I'm listening to the audio book for the Sea of Monsters book, mm-hmm. and I have to watch it on like or listen to it on double speed because it is narrated almost for like kids to read along to it. And I'm I like, listen oh. them at fast speed too. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. It's so, um, I don't know. Anyway, point being is the movie is really bad and does things a lot different. Vivian, were you a fan of the original movie? Wait, have you seen both movies? I have. Um, I want, I was a fan of the first movie. Um, it came out, I think in 2010, 2011, Mm -hmm. I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, and I did enjoy it, but I also enjoyed it, I think, because I just really love Lotion Herman. So I was like, yeah, that's yeah. Percy Jackson. Yeah. Um, and I also just really like like fantasy, like I'm a huge Harry Potter, Twilight, all of those Hunger Games. So yeah, this fit in with that. So I did like it. And but then rereading the book as an adult, uh, I was like, yeah, that kind of was nothing like what I remember reading as a kid either. Um, and then I watched Sea of Monsters for the first time, I want to say two years ago. And right off the bat, I was like, what are they doing? Like, this is so far off from the book. Yeah. I was so disappointed because I wanted in that in that case, I did want to see like what I read brought to life. But it just it it was like a weird combination of all the books. It's like they knew they weren't going to make more movies after that. So they just yeah. tried to throw everything in it. Um, so, yeah, Sea of Monsters they, was not a huge fan of. Yeah, they Sea of Monsters, yeah, it was like, it was primarily based on the second, but they also added in elements from the others. But it it was also like they were trying to correct things that people had complained about from the first movie. Yeah. Like, um, in the first movie, you know, in the books, Annabeth is blonde. And in the book, it is important, but it was also like 2005 important. Obviously, like, that same thing is not needed today. But at the time... You know, especially since I'm a natural blonde, I I grew up relating to Annabeth because she felt like people didn't view her as smart as she is because she's blonde. And that's something I really did go through. I was constantly like the butt of blonde jokes when I was that age and it hurt. Um, But in the movie, they hadn't made her blonde and people were upset about that. And so then in the second movie, they made her blonde. And I'm like, Annabeth would literally never dye her hair blonde. Yeah. 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 And so it was just weird that they tried to correct little things, but it just somehow made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They definitely tried to make it like hipper and like, yeah, the, the song that's um, going on in my head is the fallout. Is it fallout? I think it's a fallout boy song. (laughs) Is there when a fallout boy song in that movie? In in the second movie, it starts because it starts off with them doing like the like obstacle course thing that's rotating and like, Clarice, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then it's a Fallout Boy song. And I'm like, this is such a product of its time. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which is also funny because I'm listening to the audiobook right now and I'm like, this movie's totally different. It's, yeah. I yeah. feel like the movies, if you don't compare them at all to the books, they're fun movies. Like they're, they're a good yeah. time. But yeah. if, if as adaptations, not the best, not the best adapted material. <laughs> Yeah. No. Also, Rick Annabeth refuses does to nothing. acknowledge them. No, she's useless. Annabeth doesn't do anything. Drives me insane. She's In the, such a great movies. character. Yeah. 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 So, before talking about the actual show here, uh, what were you guys' expectations for the show? 
hearing that they were going to do a a, a a series on it, right? And keep in mind that like people have always talked about how like oh Harry Potter should just be uh uh like a season, like multiple seasons, so you can do a season mm-hmm. for each book and blah blah blah. So it wasn't like a new novel idea per se. Did I just do two puns? I did. I did two puns uh, in one sentence. So uh, it wasn't a novel idea per se, um, but. uh, Oh, (laughs) I just got it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't mean to, but I stumbled across it. Uh, (laughs) What did you guys want out of a series going in, hearing that they were going to do a series on it? Um, I, for one, cause I had just, when they, I think when they announced the series, I had just finished reading them. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. Perfect timing, I guess. Um, so I was just really looking forward to seeing how they were going to adapt, how they were going to make a better adaptation because the films were so far off. So I think I was just, that's what I was looking forward to. And then knowing who they had casted just made me really excited because they're, Rick is so big on he just wants to tell these stories so that other kids can resonate and it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter what your background is where you come from anyone can feel like a hero and like they can overcome obstacles no matter what it is and so even with the casting of Leah Aryan and Walker I was like okay that is a beautiful casting and I'm really excited to see how they now get to tell this story, regardless if it changes a little bit from the source material or whatever it might be. I was excited to see what story they were going to tell as close as they could to what like the books were. So, yeah. yeah. Kaylin? I'm pretty similar feelings. Um, I distinctly remember the day it was announced that they were going to be making this show and it was announced by Rick uh, literally the day before my birthday. It's a great birthday oh, present. Um, and uh, as soon as it was announced by Rick, I immediately had relatively high hopes because I knew his feelings about the movie. So knowing that he was involved meant that he was going to have the creative control that he was seeking. And therefore, regardless of how the story was going to be told, it was going to be coming from the man who created the world. And therefore... I knew it would feel faithful to who the core of the characters are. That was really the thing I was looking for more than anything. Like if they had hit, you know, different points in the show than they did in the book, similar to the movie, as long as the characters were the characters. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's what I was looking for more than anything. And, you know, I was with you when they, when they announced um, Walker was going to be playing Percy. I had just recently watched him in, Adam project and I yeah. loved he was fantastic I was like I'm watching the entire time I'm watching this movie I was like okay yeah that's that's perfect exactly yep. same <laughs> it was so clear to me um and I got to see I saw one other project with Leah um on it was an Amazon movie called oh. something from Tiffany's and she had a small role yeah. but she the character was you know kind of sassy you know, tried to explain things to characters that should be, you know, things that should be so obvious. And I was like, okay, yep, I see Annabeth here. So I very quickly had very high hopes. Um, And once again, you know, I've been keeping up with Rick's blog throughout the entire production process and just continuously seeing him post how excited he was throughout casting, throughout, you know, writing. 
and yeah. filming itself. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. If he's loving it, I'll love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never once like didn't trust that this was going to be a, a good series because I had trust in Rick and that he was like, he was part of the production and everything. So yeah, yeah. I like was pretty confident that it was going to be as close to like what we wanted to see as we could have. Is it safe to say that like with adaptations, if the original creator is a part of the project that it's going to be good versus not be a part of the project where it's almost certain it's going to be bad? If if he had not been, if I didn't know, if he had not been part of the project from the beginning, I would have been very skeptical about the show. Like I would have been scared for it. But because I knew he was attached to it, I was like, how can this go wrong? It's literally, this came from his brain. It came from his mind. Right. And he he loves, this is his baby and he loves it so much. Oh, yeah. I, I would doubt that he'd let it like go astray. Even yeah. if there was any like creative differences, I feel like there, he would know how to like find a middle ground or settle it or right. he wouldn't, I don't know. After the films, I don't think he would have let this like go oh, no. downhill. Yeah. Yeah, he he would not have been involved unless like he had secured a ironclad contract with Disney. <laughs> this is one of those things that like after one mess up of of the franchise, you only get one more shot. You can't yeah. have two, and then so like if this didn't work, then you may never get Percy Jackson over again, right? Yeah. Um, which is kind of how I'm tackling Animorphs. Because I, I hate to bring it back up, but um, they're, they've always been in talks to bring that franchise back. And like, I'm waiting on it. But then the creators were like, oh, we're not involved anymore. Like they were. And then everybody's like, oh, uh-oh, this is not yeah. uh, good. And then like Avatar The Last Airbender. I was just about to bring that up. The creators left that project. And we'll see in like a week or two yeah. whenever it comes out. Now we're hearing more and more about the changes they've made to that. And I I was literally ready to sign up for Netflix to watch that. And after hearing the fact that, you know, they made major changes to Sokka and and other Mm -hmm. characters, I'm like, "Mm, I don't, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that because I've heard different sides of it. And like, sometimes we just want things to talk about while we wait. So sometimes it's like (laughs) Sokka should be sexist. And then other people are like, uh is it necessary for him to be sexist and are we going to spend time on that and then other people are like you know was i think it was necessary not to go on this like avatar tangent but in terms of like Sokka as a character him being sexist at the beginning of the series is integral to his character and his overall character development throughout the course of the series Mm. so removing that it's like okay what well then what are you doing with his character yeah that's why i'm like is it if it, oh no you're fine is it like is it even that character anymore yeah is he just there to be there he's just a guy who's a similar character named Sokka but isn't actually that character from the show yeah is that his defining trait though no it's not his defining trait but it's such an important part of his development especially when he first meets Suki and the other um warriors that he's like girls can't be warriors girls can't be fighters and then he he goes through this process of learning and developing and growing where he gains immense respect for them and i think that's one critical to his character and two critical to show that Mm -hmm. you can grow and learn from a previous mindset okay 
So I do want to talk about the characters in in this series and and how um, they came across. But before we do, out of ten, what would you grade this season of Percy Jackson? Out of ten. Um, out of out of ten, like a grading scale of ten, ten being the best, one or zero being the the you know worst. Um, and I mean, you can explain yourself briefly. But we'll get into it as time goes on. But um, what what was this season? Because I'm I, new to Percy Jackson, and uh, you know, relatively new, or at least that I'm I'm um, I'm a noob, regardless. But like, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether my opinion cabin, matters or not. You're in cabin twelve. What's up? I mean, you're in cabin. I said you're in cabin eleven. Yeah, yeah. Which you're, which new, cab- you're in cabin eleven. Oh, which cab? What cabin? Cabin eleven. So that's Hermes. You have not Hermes. been claimed oh. yet. You're kind that's of just... that's 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 where you go when you first arrive. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Uh, so okay, yeah. out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah, I um, think. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I was going to interrupt, but continue. I. <laughs> think i'd give it maybe a seven seven out of ten yeah i and so that's to give it room to grow i think yeah because it wasn't it wasn't bad like a lot of people have been like like kind of shaking or i'm can we curse (laughs) yeah you can say you can say whatever you want a lot of people have been shitting on the show so i'm like yeah okay it wasn't that bad like or did we watch the same thing but i there were things that i wish were done a little bit differently so i would give it a seven yeah i i would put it between like an eight and a nine um once again just i wanted to have room to grow but also um there were overall i felt it was a really solid adaptation. There weren't a whole lot of things that I was disappointed by. Uh-huh. Um, I get that some people wanted it to be more faithful, but we can only be a book purist so much. As someone who is a book purist, it was a damn good adaptation. Um, As an outsider, I okay, so I haven't read lightning thief the book but i'm reading um the sea of monsters book and i don't want it to be a purist in season two like i don't want it to do it frame by frame like i don't know i wasn't really digging the beginning of sea of monsters the book and like whether i want that to happen on screen like i don't know maybe they update it yeah what specifically are you referring to in like in yeah. the dodgeball? Is it dodgeball scene with oh, like the dodgeball? I freaking love the dodgeball scene. with and then just Tyson in general in the book. I have yet I'm like, to like you have beef with Tyson. No, don't don't fight me on Tyson. Uh, don't no, no, no. I don't. Tyson. I don't dislike Tyson. I just think it's. I mean, I don't like him in the in the movie because they also make them different in the movie. I don't know how I feel about Tyson, because I also haven't finished the Sea of Monsters book. Um, but he just kind of appears out of nowhere in the book, and then suddenly it's dodgeball, and he just happens to be in that school, and then, like, I'm sure there's a point all, to it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's, it's coming it's, together. Yeah. It all comes together. I mean, one thing, one major difference between the show and the book is the show is 
significantly more serious than the book series. And you ha- okay. do have to know that with the book that they're ridiculous. They're goofy because yeah. the entire, you know, when, when watching the show and I, and you can explain that the tone of the show is so much more serious because it's a third person point of view. Mm-hmm. We're watching it as if it's actually happening. Whereas yeah. in the books, you're in Percy's head. He's a kid watching all this insane shit go down. And he's been traumatized his entire life. How do we cope with trauma? Humor. Yeah. And so the perspective in the books is very goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also don't like, like I, else... I don't like the first person point of view for him. Maybe that's also. I right. do. Oh, I, I love being love, in Percy's head. I love it. And oh, I think, yeah, and I think that's what was lacking for me in the series was that we lost that first person point of view. Yeah, I wanted just a little bit, just a little bit, like, a little more, more sassy, the, you know? Oh, Persassy. It, so it didn't have sassy. Enough, I'm going, I'm going down, like, not between eight and nine. It's going to be an, a solid eight for lack of Persassy. I think that that's literally so my my critique are we are we I'll wait because you said you want to wait till we like deep dive into what our well, uh, or critiques uh, are I'll just say that like I give it a seven out of ten um okay. I I my basic opinion is that it it's kind of like the first Harry Potter movie where like I don't like origin stories that's also a thing yeah I know like, you don't like I like Spider-Man 2 better than Spider-Man 1 Okay. I like I Batman you... Begins because it's it's kind of an origin story, but kind of not. Like they rush, yeah. they like jump into it. So I'm not a big fan of origin stories. I tend to like the second movie better than the first. Right. So if you continue with this series, I think you'll continue to love this series, um, especially the last book. But more than that, I think you'll really love, like if you really like the stuff where it's like this character is so established and they're like really in their prime of knowing what they do, you'll really like the Heroes of Olympus books. Okay. Minus the first one. How many? So still the, sec- still the second one forward. But like, because yeah. well, Percy isn't in the first book of the Heroes of Olympus series. Okay. Percy doesn't come in until the second book, but by the time like you really get into the nitty gritty, especially by the third book, like all of the major characters by that third book are well established, and especially Percy and Annabeth, they just oof chills. Mm. Okay. Um, Vivian, what were you gonna say before then? I yeah, what were you oh, gonna say? Um, so my rating being a seven, it's not even so much like it's really really nitpicky things. Because oh, oh okay. at the end of the day, I loved this show and I love love it as an adaptation. But it's little nitpicky things like I wish we would have got to see more Persassy, like sa- Sassy Percy being a little bit more quippy and sarcastic and sassy because he's mm-hmm. goofy in the books, and I feel like we were lacking that in the series. And then mm-hmm. it's also just little things, not even that have anything to do with the story itself, but with more so the way like the show was edited. So like the cuts to black or the pacing of it all. Um, I remember watching the first episode and there was a cut from, I think they were at camp or there was a conversation that happened and then it cut straight to Grover walking into the woods to meet the, um, yeah, he was meeting. And that was such a strange cut the, to me. The, and the I, elders. Yeah. And it kind of gave me like whiplash, kind of like we were just here. Now we're here. Where are we in the story right now? But that also might be because I'm assuming what's coming because I've read the books and so when it's following a different pace, I'm kind of, I think I'm just adjusting to the pacing of the series is what it is. Yeah, and so fine. I don't know if maybe with a set, like if I rewatch the series now that it's all out, like one right after the other as a whole, 
instead of watching it weekly, it might change it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, my problem was more so with the pacing, the editing, not the editing, but like the cuts to black just kind of threw me off a little bit. And then I just wanted more, more sassy Percy. Yeah. 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 I was disappointed, not disappointed is the wrong word. The anticipation the, how long the anticipation was before we finally got seaweed brain was oh yeah nerve-wracking what's seaweed yeah. brain that's annabeth's nickname for percy yeah he calls and, her seaweed brain and he calls she calls him seaweed brain he calls her wise girl yeah and in the book in the book the first time he's called seaweed brain is actually by clarice okay. clarice calls him seaweed brain once or twice and then annabeth starts calling him that to, to pick on him yeah um but then it slowly turns into a term of endearment um and it happens very early on like when he's still at camp at that start so the fact that it took till uh waterland for her to say that like killed me a little bit i was like mom when the hell are we like if we get to the end of the show and we don't get a cv brain i was gonna be so mad <laughs> but we've got it and we finally got him to say wise girl mm-hmm and I, yeah. we better get more of that moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, let's say the broader question, who is this show for? Like people were talking about, like, like, cause kids nowadays, they don't read Percy Jackson, right? Like Percy Jackson isn't like a, like, is it like, kid oh, my kids? mom has a student who is devouring this. Okay. Right, my mom teaches just... fifth grade. That's perfect time to read it too. I worked with fifth graders around the time that I was reading it. So I would mm. go to work and read it and the kids would see me. And so I got I got my whole class to start reading Percy Jackson and they loved it. They ate it up. They would talk, I would yeah. listen to them, their conversations at recess, they would talk about it. So it definitely like, it still holds up even for kids today. So yeah. And yeah. I remember them I mean, talking about the show too and saying like they were so excited to watch the show. So I think it's it's geared towards children like high school it's geared towards the people who grew up with it but I think it's also still for kids yeah yeah, I would agree with that statement it's kind of for everyone like it was high enough quality that you can if even if you've never read the books and you're an adult you can enjoy it but then you know if you read the books you can enjoy it if you're a kid you can enjoy it Mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the things I love about the books is were the books written for, you know, fifth to eighth grade reading level? Yes. But as an adult, they still hold up and are enjoyable. Yeah. Having, you know, I literally reread the whole series right before the show came out. And the entire time I was reading, I was like, this is, this is fantastic. This is a 10 out of 10 experience. It holds up. It's great. Like it, it doesn't feel necessarily juvenile. Okay. Or at least that's my perception. Yeah. I um, I would I would actually I would disagree a little bit because I did read the rest of the series as an adult. And so it I think when I was getting through Lightning Thief and Sea of Monsters, I actually I like I, I have Goodreads and I re- I re- remember rating them in Goodreads. And those <laughs> fir- first two books I gave a three out of five. Um, oh, because it did feel they felt a little bit actually now that I'm thinking about it the pacing of the seer of the tv show I think is exactly how I felt about the pacing of the lightning thief and sea of monsters it was a little kind of like choppy to me like we were here one moment and then we're here in the next and it was kind of really quick the way they went mm-hmm. through all of like their quests in those first two books um and it did feel a little 
Like I was waiting for it to get more mature as I was reading. And then when I finally got to, um, I think Titan's curse and battle of the labyrinth, I was eating it up. I was like, okay, okay. these are my five out of five. Like everything after sea of monsters that I've read, I love so much. And that I'm so excited to see that in live action. So it definitely does mature. And I definitely felt mm. that as I was reading it. Um, but even even then, I'd say those first two books are like, you could still enjoy them as an adult. Right. I mean, I'll admit I'm blinded by nostalgia. So <laughs> yeah, okay. as we all are in different <laughs> ways, you know. I'm um, very much blinded by nostalgia, but yeah, you know, I love that series. Uh, I want to shout out Miss Marauder in our Twitch chat and that Hi. one wizard kid in our Twitch chat. Uh, Miss Marauder says that um, that her kid loves it, so they watch. Oh, no, no. I think that's the Disney Hercules, maybe. Uh, her kid loves Disney's Hercules. But also that, um, yeah, no, I think her child loved it, loved, loved the show. And then she says she thinks the books get away with being juvenile because of the first person POV. That's true. You know? That is true. Um, and uh, me, like me personally, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, listening to the audiobook for sea of monsters i'm hoping it gets more mature and a little bit better as i continue i've i've already bought like i bought the books but then i'm listening to the audiobook for some reason i'm not reading the like reading reading the book that's fair honestly so my most recent reread was actually through the audiobooks mm. and i really like the guy i don't know how you feel because i know you said you're like kind of eh with the audiobook right now but i personally really like the narrator they have for the audiobooks what's I feel his like name he really it's probably... Jesse, it's Jesse something. Jesse, I want to say like Bernstein. Okay, yeah, that guy. I'm not B. a fan, but that's Bernstein. Just I really like the narrator. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like when I was listening to them, it it felt like Percy to me. Oh. it feels like he's reading it so that kids can read along to it, and I get that because it's this book isn't for me. Like you know, <laughs> like I get it. I I like I'm cool with it. And, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Just, like, I feel like the show might have also been a little bit, like, I don't know. But I also watch cartoons, and I watch, like, kid stuff anyway. So, who am I to judge? Um, but do you feel like this, sh this show was for the fans or to bring in, like, new people? Like, who do you think it was more for? I want to say... I don't know. But I I feel like it definitely had the fans in mind during the entire process. Um mm -hmm. but also also geared towards bringing in a whole new generation of kids cuz yeah. kids I mean granted the ones that I worked with they were they would read but there were there were also a handful that don't read and I think a lot of actually this has been this is a statement that's been true always a lot of kids don't read a lot of kids do read and yeah. so those who don't necessarily read or want to spend time dedicated to to a book they can watch a show and i think that this series was meant also for those for those kind of kids too or anyone honestly not just kids um yeah yeah but i do think that they this whole production was made with the fans always in mind like every step of the way yeah yeah um Let's talk about these characters um, because we have the main three. We got Percy, we got Grover, we got Annabeth, and then we get um, all the others. Who is your favorite character? Annabeth. Always Annabeth. 
I love I love Percy. I've yeah. always loved Percy, but I think that's because I love I love me a good quippy, sarcastic, sassy character. So, and that's Percy. Mm. But also in the series, I love Clarice. The she actress awesome. who played Clarice Dior killed it. Like right oh, off fantastic. the bat, I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be a powerhouse. Like she did amazing. I absolutely cannot wait for next season because there's going to be so much of her. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be amazing. mm -hmm. Especially like just seeing we only saw her, I think, for maybe five minutes of screen time, I want to say, like in total during this first season. And yeah. And so next season, I'm like, oh, she's going to do amazing. And so that's really exciting, especially to see the just the interactions between her and then the core three. So that'll be cool. She, She definitely was a scene stealer anytime she was on screen. Oh yeah. Um, uh, for, for sure. But yeah, no, Anna, Annabeth has always been my favorite character. Oh, Annabeth. Mostly just because like, you know, I, I grew up reading these books. I was the same age as the characters up until high school. And, and that's when Rick stopped aging them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Annabeth is growing up. I often felt like an outsider and like I never really fit in unless I was reading Percy Jackson. When I was reading Percy Jackson, anytime Annabeth was there, I just felt very seen. Um, I have since discovered that I grew up with undiagnosed ADHD and so much of my life makes sense now. <laughs> um, and I realized that was such a part of why I related to Annabeth and all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I felt like I was, underestimated a lot because you know I was taking honors and AP classes I was in all the smart kid classes but I also always felt like I was the dumb one of the smart kids and part of that was how people around me treated me um, and I always wanted to be perceived as the smart person that I was but I never felt like I was always treated that way and that was something I saw so much of in Annabeth mm. I think Annabeth might have been my favorite character. Um, Miss Marauder in the chat says, uh, Evie is listening. Evie is Miss Marauder's daughter. Uh, Evie is listening and says Annabeth is her favorite. She's got good taste. There you go. Um, Actually, I want to take that back. I love Percy. I don't take back that I don't love Percy's character. But in this series specifically, Percy's mom, Sally, I think, is the character from the beginning Mm. that I was like, I absolutely love how she's being portrayed. Um, she's a character that in the books she's she was kind of more in the background for me because she's just Percy's mom, not just, but she's Percy's mom, so she's not one of our main characters. But in the series, I could easily say she can be a, like she's one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah, Sally has always been. First of all, Sally is like the one parent in the entire Percy Jackson universe that doesn't suck in some yes. way. <laughs> yeah, like even yeah. even Poseidon within the show, he was portrayed a lot as a lot better parent than the others, even in the books too. But at the end of the day, he's an absentee father. But Sally has always put her Percy before anything else. And, you know, she she sacrificed so much of herself for the safety of Percy. And uh, I just, I love her so much. I do. Yeah. She's definitely one of the strong, I think, stronger stronger characters as far as the adults go like stronger in the sense of like like you said she has sacrificed so much so her so much so her strength is very admirable especially as single parent taking care of 
a tr like troublesome kid. Troubled, yeah. Um, yeah, troubled kid um, who's had to move around so much. So the fact that Percy hasn't lost sight of everything his mom has taught him says a lot about her parenting. And so yeah. I just really love the way that, that all of that has been portrayed in the series as far as their relationship one, goes. One thing I really loved in the show that was present in the book, but not quite the way it was in the show was just how much it was driven home like yeah sure Percy's the son of Poseidon but he is first and foremost the son of Sally Jackson mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. that's the thing that matters to him more than anything else and uh, there's like so many times when he's like they're like he's like asked who his parent is and he's like Sally Jackson and uh I I really really like I said it was it was it's in the book but not quite to the point it was in the book or to the point that it was in the show. And I really, really appreciated just how much they drove that home. I have a question about Grover because yeah. I've only really experienced Grover from the movies. And then I see Grover here. What's the actual, like what's Grover actually like? Is he too cool in the movie? Is that what like, because he's, he's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, in the in the movies, in, in the movies, yeah. he's is he too cool? And then, like in this show, is he supposed to be this kind of soft? He's kind of soft, he is, right? He is supposed to be softer. Yeah. I, although I would say he's boy. stronger in the show. Is he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Books, I would say he's almost meant like a comic relief, but in a com as a comic relief that's different than like. Percy being sarcastic or sassy like he's very much the like he eats like diet coke cans or like will chew on like Percy's napkins and stuff he's mm. and he's a little bit more like he reminds me I mean maybe it's because he's half a goat he's a satyr but he reminds me of like the scooby-doo of the crew so like he's the huh. like he'll jump maybe jump into Percy's like arms type of yeah. thing if there's danger around so he's yeah. a little bit more like timid and soft yeah he's definitely he gets scared a Grover in the book would have never had that conversation with Aries that he mm -hmm. had in the show. Okay. But I'm, I wasn't mad about those changes. Mm -hmm. I, I think it almost like as much as I love Grover from the show, I felt like we still got Grover from the book in Arian, but with some enhancements, I, I think it fits the nature of who of what a satyr's job is within this universe that he should have a little bit more of a backbone because mm. <laughs> the role of a satyr is to be a protector so you know he should be like completely scared all the time yeah um i get why they didn't include him eating random things rick straight up said like he didn't want to encourage that within the younger generation yes. yeah but in the books he's like constantly eating like napkins and tin cans and all this shit whenever he's nervous okay yeah. um i i want the because they're, they're all relatively young actors um i would hope they get better not that they were bad but like arian for for starters to me um wasn't as interesting as i thought he could be like i don't know i feel like there was something off with his acting and that's just me that's maybe me nitpicking i i liked how the way he portrayed grover yeah um i like you said he was very much more he was a little like portrayed a little bit more 
less of a scaredy cat I think in the yeah, series a more confident yeah more confident um a little bit stronger in like in the sense of like being able to stand up for himself and stuff mm-hmm. but I think I almost want to say that Arian was like setting up for what's to come okay. I feel yeah. like yeah I definitely looked at his character and thought like this is an actor who I feel like knows what's coming and knows where Sa- where Seder, where Grover's going to go and was already throwing bits of that into this first season is how I interpreted it. Because I think I, he did really yeah. well as Grover. Okay. I definitely, I definitely saw that. I love that bit at the end where he is explaining like where he's going to try and search and maybe the sea. Mm. <laughs> I was like, That's supposed Ooh. to set you up, right? <laughs> that sets you up for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because in the book, he's still, I mean, I've, I've gotten halfway with the Sea of Monsters book. And, like, we haven't gotten to Grover yet, right? Because Grover's stuck on the island. Right. But you're getting, like, the, you know, him communicating with Percy through his dreams. Right. Right. Is he gone for most of the second book? He's gone for most of the second book. And Annabeth is gone for most of the third book. Oh. We actually don't see that trio together again, just the three of them, until the book that just came out this past September. Yeah, which is the sixth book and it came out 13 years after the fifth book yeah okay because we we do have all three of them together again in the fourth and fifth book but there's a lot of other characters Mm -hmm. yeah um as of right now there's no season two announced yeah i'm i'm like there's no way that it's not going to pick up for a second season because i feel like the fandom would just absolutely riot but it's killing me not knowing that it that it is like that's gonna happen i know they started writing second season even though it hasn't been picked up that much i do know i remember hearing that somewhere that they have started at the very least outlining season two okay but nothing but they have not officially greenlit the series or the, the season. Yeah. And I mean, is there a chance that it won't get a season two? Don't I mean, there's that. always a chance. Don't I mean, I don't want that. that I don't want universe. that to happen. I don't want that I to happen. I'm just. There's no I way. Can't I can't imagine. Because, I, I, I mean, it's I a pretty, it. like, in, like you can invest in this franchise, right? Like, That's what I'm thinking. You know? I, beyond the fact that the fans, like, I feel like, and maybe it's just because TikTok is you know, the algorithm is catered to what they want me to see. But I felt like a lot of people were watching this show and talking about this show. And, you know, I will say like out in the real world at work, people were talking about the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, like you said, there's an investment to be had. Like, I mean, you look at Harry Potter, there's yeah. a merchandising aspect here that, you know, I literally bought this off of the official Disney site. Mm. So I can, I can see, you know, there's an opportunity to create an area within uh, the theme parks that's like Camp Half-Blood themed and, you know, go pick your weapon the same way you build a lightsaber. You know, I feel like there's opportunities where Disney can really capitalize on this and yeah. they better be seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that like, well, Disney needs more franchises on their platform because that's mm-hmm. most people's problem with disney plus is that like is there enough stuff to be watching you know mm-hmm. um 
sure they have Star Wars and they got the MCU, but like that can't be it. They need yeah. more things. Yeah. So it would make sense um from a sort of entertainment business perspective to to continue with this. Um but uh I don't know. We'll 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 see. And we'll see if Disneyland um, creates another land. My thing is that even with like even it, for me, it goes back to like the actors. So like Walker, Leah, and Aryan, there's they are so extremely talented. I don't know if you guys watched the the um the what is it called um the heroes of a or the making of so oh, the little yeah. documentary that aired or that they uploaded oh, after I it. I think that portrayed because it's a lot of BTS and it's obvious it's the making of and yeah. watching that really showed how much love went into this series. And I think that documentary is what completely sold me, like for the show oh, in nice. it, like in itself, wow. because you can see how much like Walker is a powerhouse. Like Walker, it like dedicated so much time to his stunts, to like to doing his own stunts, to learning different choreography, to like read like reading the book six times just so he really like captures what it like the essence of Percy. Leah was up in her room all night studying her lines, trying to perfect Annabeth. Like her parents come on the documentary and say, like, she wants to portray this right because she knows there's a lot at stake for her specifically, because a lot of fans were upset that she does not look like Annabeth. So she had a lot on her back and she wanted yeah. to really get it right. Same with and same with Arian. Like he put a lot of thought into Grover. So the cast themselves, they're so talented and so dedicated. I can't see Disney like fumbling the bag with them like there's right. no way and yeah. there's so much room for them to grow and to mature by the time we get to the last season I can only imagine that it's 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 going to completely blow up in the best way like yeah right. I feel like there, there's a lot of room here they can't just I, let it go right I I didn't watch that documentary but I've seen a decent amount of some of the behind the scenes clips and stuff and it's so clear like the chemistry these three actors have with each other both on and off screen mm -hmm. and I'm with you like I I just can't wait to build to that big moment in the final season and like we're watching a slow burn of one of my favorite love stories yeah <laughs> and like I don't want to give too I don't want to give spoilers for like the the second series but like like I'm watching this series knowing what happens in the heroes of olympus and like it's just kind of crazy to watch these characters in like the earliest stage of they're just friends now but like you know you could tell that percy's looking at her in a certain way and they'll eventually oh i i, I hope they get to heroes of olympus <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the goal right like harry potter was right. lucky enough to finish but i remember when i was watching the harry potter movie or like when I was a kid and then the movie came out, the first one, like it was a huge phenomenon. And I felt like I didn't see the second one in theaters. So I was like, oh, the phenomenon's over. They're not going to finish the series. And then obviously like they did. Right. But like yeah. the Divergent series never finished. No. Uh, Hunger Games was uh, Hunger Games finished. That was good. Yeah. But then there was like some other like YA books yeah. that didn't finish. Sure. Twilight finished, Hunger but Games there was never... a lot that didn't. Hunger Games never finished for me because I never saw the last movie. And ironically, I never mm. finished reading the last book. And where I stopped in the last book is where the second, the uh, the first of first part of Mockingjay ended. Oh. So I just don't, I to this day just don't know how Hunger Games ended. 
you should where you are right now that's exactly <laughs> how it ended like just where keep it that I way. ended is like where um what's her little sister's name prim 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 where prim died is uh that's where i last remember hunger games and i just never made it back to this series wait that's I'm like, did you just spoil it for Dimitri? No, no, no. But that that's past. That's in the part two of Mockingjay. I think it actually uh, well, I think it where, is part two, yeah. That's like um, close well, that's to I the end. The there's like there's like a little piece after it, sure. But like really? that's pretty much the end. I don't know. Where her sister dies is where I stopped in the book. Okay. okay. That much I remember. Yeah. Because I started um, reading it while I was at summer camp and then senior year started and I just never finished it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. There was, there's a, you know, uh, I had a favorite series back in the day. Uh, and uh, I waited till like the last possible moment for me to read the final book. So I'm like, okay, I get yeah. that. You kind of wait on it. It's not over till it's over for you. Um, but I hope this series continues. And I also yeah. just want it to be better paced. Because that's like my biggest mm. thing is like the pacing on this book. So I do want to shout out Miss um, Marauder uh, had put in. Uh, I had asked on the Instagram story like thoughts about this season of Percy Jackson. And so Miss Marauder says it needed more episodes because the pace was way yeah. too fast. But she still liked yeah. it is what she's saying. But like. what? How many Even episodes it was, was it? Eight. eight. I feel like what it needed was maybe another episode or two specifically another episode when they're at camp i think we should have mm. had two episodes of him at camp what would, would you it... say sorry would oh, you no, would no, you no. say yeah. the episodes those two ep camp episodes from early camp or like when they get back from the quest no when they well maybe some more time when they get back but definitely early on when he first arrives at camp at okay, the beginning yeah. of the series and he's like being shown around camp Halfwood, i would have liked two episodes there mm -hmm. I and i think that would that way we could have spent more time with luke because mm -hmm. yeah. i think i, I barely got to know luke that, in this that's that my thing because like in the book they spend a lot more time with luke early on and he very much immediately comes to deeply admire Luke um it's also not they didn't portray in the show that just how deep his connection with um Annabeth is mm -hmm. like they they you know he mentions like oh she's like a sister to me but within the book you really see just how much one Annabeth looks up to Luke she also has a crush on him but he like when you get to those last like 10 pages, not even, I think it's like the last five pages Yeah, where Luke betrays him. Yeah. And in the, in the book, he actually straight up tries to kill Percy. He like sets a poisonous scorpion on him. Scorpion. Wait, when is he this? A, this is in, in the, at the end, in the book, instead of the sword battle between Percy and Luke, uh, -huh. uh Luke sets a poisonous scorpion on him. And it oh. stings Percy, and he's got like sixty seconds before he dies, but um, the, uh, he's saved. But Luke okay. disappears. Yeah. Are there Luke's a lot of changes from the book to this show? Was there a lot of what? Are there were there a lot of differences between the book and the show? 
Yes. I actually, yeah, I was I was gonna say like when you look if you look at it on paper, uh I don't think there were that many differences really. Like they took all of the core aspects of the book that I think were necessary for the plot and put them in the series. I think there were a lot of small changes that that weren't taken yeah. in the book. Because also at in the book, Annabeth does not see the like Luke betraying, like the right. betrayal of Luke. So for the rest of the series, it's hard for her to believe that Luke is actually this bad guy because she has this deep connection with him. And so he's like, no, like, there's no way like Luke would ever do that because she didn't get to see that that fight between Luke and Percy at the end of Lightning Thief. But yeah. they've made that change in the series. So now I'm curious how they're going to move forward with right. Annabeth and her relationship with Luke. Yeah, especially when, you know, you get to that final book and, you know, there's the big final battle and you know, her, her line, uh, I can't, I'm probably paraphrasing it, but you know, she says, Luke family promised. And like, that's such a heart wrenching line. <laughs> like, just thinking about that. like when she says that line, it's so heartbreaking because up until that moment, she really still truly believed like he was, he, it wasn't him. Yeah. I, I just wanted more from a lot. Like, uh, I, I think the pacing was a little off. I, I would have liked more scenes, more getting to know people, even if they had to, like, write new pieces of dialogue, new little pieces, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. more time at the camp. Um, I really like Medusa. And, like, mm. is that supposed to go on longer, or was that roughly, like, the length of their I would say that was roughly interaction? the length. Yeah. Okay. Like, like I mentioned this earlier when I was reading The Lightning Thief, um, I'm realizing now it was pretty quick. Like okay. they did, like they fought Medusa. They were, they were out of there like quick. Mm. And then they were on to the next thing. They were at the arch. They finished that. They were on to the next thing. So it does, I think I said did move at the same pace that it portrays it in the series. Mm. But I agree that I, I would have liked more time with character. Like I would have liked to get to know the characters a little bit more, not yeah. just the core three, but everyone in the series. Like, especially at camp. So I think two more episodes at camp would have been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are we are we coming to an agreement that, like, it should have been 10 episodes instead of eight? Yeah. I would say nine or eight. Or, I mean, nine or ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nine, yeah. Nine, nine or ten. Nine or eight. You know. Nine or eight. Um, no, not, definitely uh, not, at, least, at least one more episode, possibly two. Yeah. I another thing that I feel like more episodes would have helped with is and I keep seeing other people have the same feelings about this but the this series was a lot of telling not showing um I feel like they would get to a lot of points where instead of like taking the time to figure out and dissect what was happening as soon as they got to a location they knew right away like this is this is it and then they would tell like they were telling the audience what was yeah. happening instead of letting the audience figure it out specifically at the lotus um lotus casino as soon yeah. as they got there they knew right away something was up so they were like don't need any like don't need anything like we need to get in get out versus in the book you kind of learn figure it out as they're going with yeah. them like wait a second something's kind of off yeah so if even yeah. if i oh i was gonna say if i had to have like a least favorite episode it was probably the Lotus Casino because they walked in just like immediately knowing off the bat. And I think there was opportunity. I, I was not expecting Lady Gaga poker face because yeah. I know that Rick wants nothing to do with that movie. However, I think they could have had opportunities for that episode to just have them have it getting lost within 
the essence of the lotus and mm -hmm. before they like you know forgetting their purpose quicker before then going like oh crap we have to find Hermes yeah. um and and I thought I, I know I thought the inclusion of Hermes was interesting so I don't necessarily think they needed to I, I don't I'm not saying like they shouldn't have included Hermes because he wasn't in the book there but I would have preferred them to like kind of show up to the casino and get lost within it and show them like playing all sorts of games and whatnot yeah. it just would have made that episode more fun yeah yeah honestly maybe not even like even making the episodes long like keep it at eight episodes but make them longer maybe 40 to 60 minute episodes would have yeah. helped because they were, were so quick a little little too short yeah yeah um shout out to in our youtube chat um and I don't know what this is in refer reference to. Elizabeth Gidney on YouTube says all their families are so sweet and cute. Do they mean like the characters or were you talking about the actors earlier and their families? But anyway, possibly way. the families. I was actually thinking about so when we were when you were talking earlier about um, how like the in, in the documentary and how uh, Leah would be like up in her room and her parents would be like encouraging her, helping her. I was thinking back to a little while ago. I like went down a deep dive on um, all of their Instagrams, but I specifically like through Leah found like her whole family, like all her family's Instagram accounts and how much they are hyping her up. Mm -hmm. It's the cutest thing. She's got an older brother um, and then her parents and all of them are just posting nonstop how proud they are of her. Mm -hmm. It's it's the most yeah. wholesome thing. It's it's really cute. If you guys can like get the chance to watch that documentary, I would recommend it. I when it gets to the part, there's a part where they're like have their fan like their parents talking about like their process and what it's been like to watch the kids on the show. And that part had me like tearing up, especially there's a part where Walker's dad talks about getting to watch his son do the thing he loves and be good at it and watch him grow oh. like that whole part oh. had me so it's such a difference I'm from watching watery, like, I just you saying it, it. <laughs> literally go watch it I was in tears and it's such a contrast from like the ki the parents in the show versus right? their real life parents because like Percy Annabeth and Grover are all like abandoned by their parents they yeah, don't really get that especially Annabeth yeah and so like, to see in real life obviously they're not their characters but to see in real life like their parents like are so supportive and they're from the for them from the very beginning like they're their biggest fans and you really get to see that which is why i'm like this show has to keep going if not for, if not for them for the parents like it's so good yeah also you guys have brought up the the chemistry that the three leads have but then i also see on tiktok uh Aryan and McKenna Grace hanging out and yep. I feel like is this like a modern day like brat pack where like all these like child stars are like hanging out with each other and they seem like they're having a really good time and that's yeah. like super cool um I think their TikToks are so funny mm -hmm. yeah yeah well Kaylin were you gonna insinuate something or I don't know I some of their TikToks make me think they're dating but I don't, I don't wanna think they are I don't know but... I don't know I've seen TikToks insinuating that she's going to be one of the characters like in the future. That they're mm. like, oh my god, we <gasps> that imagine they, her as Rachel Elizabeth Dare. I, no, I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people have been fans. Who's Rachel theory. Elizabeth Dare? Oh, ooh, just you wait. Just you just wait. Just you wait. Just just tell me something. What you can't just <laughs> they meet her in the third book, right? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. You meet her in the it's third book. She becomes a bigger character in the fourth. Mm -hmm. They can't be prepping McKenna Grace for two seasons from now, right? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Some people I think are, she'd be I think, really good. Some people, I think, also said Selena, Selena Beauregard. Who's Selena? But no, I don't see her as Selena. Just you wait, Dimitri. <laughs> She's another, another, another camper. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, another camper. Okay. Or she could be playing Polyphemus. <laughs> um, did you? There's one character he's never like named in the series, but like on his like credits, he is um we've already seen chris rodriguez in the show oh? yes okay wait um i only know the name from from the sea of monsters movie okay um, so he wait, was he was at up. camp like he was stream? at camp and right yes interesting uh, um there... I, I also want to shout out ginger snark in the twitch chat saying that her biggest gripe with the show was the immediate knowledge of what's happening what we were talking yes. about earlier yeah yeah, I yeah. think that. Oh, it's this guy. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. This guy. Whoops, can you see? There he is. Oh, so he's you supposed to be him? Chris Rodriguez. He, I think he's Chris Rodriguez. Okay. okay. I'm know. fairly confident that I read somewhere that he's actually. I think I read like. I think he's straight up like on IMDb billed as. What is this actor's name? This reminds me of when the first X Men movie came out. And they're like the first X-Men movie wasn't, you know, as big as like all the other X-Men movies. So like they would have like random like mutant students and people would be like, I think I see blah, blah, blah in the background. Yeah. And like, it's, is it kind of like that? So did you catch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Lotus, the Lotus Casino scene. Okay. So yep. Dimitri, I feel oh like you wouldn't have caught this because you wouldn't have been looking for it. Yeah. But there's two very important characters that come later in the series. And so later in the books, you find out that those two characters are in the casino when Percy Annabeth and Grover are there in uh -huh. the, this lightning thief. Um, so a lot of people were looking in the backgrounds for these two kids. And they didn't throw them in the back, but if you listen closely, you can hear one of the characters call out the other character's name. Oh. And did you catch that? I had to go back I and did. watch it. I I was I didn't catch it until my second watch of that episode. Okay. Because I was I was looking for something. I, I I was hoping that, you know, like you would see one of their names on like an arcade game or something. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, top scores or something. Um but then I heard, saw other people talking about it. So then when I watched the episode the second time, I heard it. And the um, writers of that episode have confirmed that that was that in was fact, oh. like we are not just hearing things like okay. it actually was said. I love that. I think that was my, what that was my favorite Easter egg that they threw. Yeah, in I, oh, I can't wait to meet those characters. Yeah. Am so, I allowed to know who these characters are? Yeah, it's I guess it's not a spoiler. You're going to meet these characters eventually. OK. Um, but without saying too much <laughs> yeah without saying who they are or what they are uh their names are bianca and nico so in the episode if you play it back you can hear nico who's a younger boy call out for bianca and okay. you just hear it quick like bianca yeah uh that's what ginger snark is saying in the comments okay. bianca yeah and that she was yeah. so hyped so yeah no that's chill it, it does remind me of the x-men movie back in yeah. the day where yeah. it's like okay 
And I almost, I, I almost liked that better than like just seeing two kids in the background or something like actually getting, I don't know, hearing yeah. the name called out. It just made it more mm-hmm. real. Definitely. Yeah. Cause we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have necessarily recognized Nico, yeah. especially since like between the beginning of the book of the book where he's introduced and the end of that book where he's introduced, he has such a drastic change of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which book is so this? like we, uh, the Titans, Titans Curse. Curse. They're Which, introduced in the third book, yeah. and I think I would say Titans Curse might be my favorite out of the series, out of Thanks. the first, out of the first five. Yeah. So I actually, so my 12th birthday was two weeks after the Titans curse was released. And I had a really crappy day at school. It was like my worst birthday ever. And then my mom picked me up. She's like, I can turn this around. And she took me to this tiny little indie bookstore um, that was in the next town over. And before we walked in, she handed me a present and I unwrapped it. And it was the new book. I was so excited. She's like, but wait, it gets better. And we walk inside and there's Rick. Like randomly oh, there? He was no, he was on his book tour. And oh, your mom knew that? This, yeah, because my mom works in the town. The next town over is the town where my mom works. And so cool. she had found out that that bookstore was a stop on his book tour, and he happened to be there on my birthday. That's cool. So I got to meet Rick and he signed my copy and he told me I'd make a great hunter of Artemis. Even though let's be all real, I'm I'm definitely a daughter of Athena. But it was still nice to to be recognized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick question: If you guys were related to a god, like a you know, uh, who would it be? Athena. I would let I would place myself as a daughter of Artemis for sure. Um, but I've taken those quizzes so many times, and I get the same thing every time. Um, I get put in Aphrodite's cabin every time. I get um, put in Aphrodite sometimes too, yeah. but I don't feel that in my soul. No I hate to Aphrodite. Aphrodite's no, kids yeah, are no. awesome. But I don't feel that for myself. I don't feel that either. And I feel like daughter of Artemis and daughter of Aphrodite are two completely on the opposite spectrum. So I'm like, I don't know what I should, what I should trust. I'm going to trust my instinct, though, and say I'd be a daughter of Artemis. I mean, technically, you could be a daughter of Athena or of Aphrodite and then also and be then a hunter of Artemis. That is true. Is, that is true. What does that mean? You so, find this out in the third series. The third book, I mean. The third book. Okay. All right. You've got you're you're, ma- you're making me feel like I should have read all these books before coming on with you guys because I can't I mean, like I'm I'm I can't throw punches with you guys. Yeah, well, this isn't this isn't a huge spoiler, but essentially Artemis doesn't actually have children because she's a maiden goddess. Oh, that's true. But but she collects uh, followers essentially oh, okay. that um you know there some of them are demigods, some of them are human, some of them are you know titans. Uh huh. Um, but you know, she grants them immortality and they just kind of, they follow her and do, you know, they, they hunt monsters for her, you know, all that sorts of stuff. Um, they're super badass. Can you be a guy um, and be a hunter of Artemis? Nope. Nope. Okay. No men allowed. No That's, men. All right. Only huntresses. You have to be, you have to be, a, you have to be a woman. And also you give up all prospects of love, men or women. Oh, well, so if like you're a hunter and you know you fall in love with another girl, you're out. Yeah. Okay. No, um, no, no romance. Dedicate your life to the cause. They're like Jedi. They really are. I mean, I'm used to the Amazon. The younger. Amazons at Themyscira. You know, like that's where oh, I'm. You meet the Amazons at some point too. Oh, cool. Okay. But the Amazons come in in Heroes of Olympus. I don't know. Okay. Like, what? 
Um, I want to say something so bad about the Amazons because it's the funniest thing, but I can't tell if it's a spoiler. Okay. It's not. It's not a spoiler. Um, Amazon actually exists. Like Amazon, the company exists within Percy Jackson, but it's run by the Amazons. Okay. Uh, okay. That's funny. Okay. And it's really funny. <laughs> okay. Um, does Athena have sons? Yes. Okay. But those, they're also not born out of out yes. of point out of her sex. Head. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Annabeth's Athena is also a maiden goddess. Yeah. But unlike Artemis, she forms relationships, but they're like intellectual relationships. Right. So basically, she meets a guy. She thinks he's super smart, and then shows up at his doorstep a couple months later and is like, "Hey, remember that one time we talked deeply about Thoreau? We have a baby now." <laughs> <laughs> At least that's, that's how I imagine wild. the conversation goes. That's so funny. I mean, that's fun, but it's not, it, doesn't, it might be a different type of fun. Um, <laughs> that's cool. So uh, wait, Dimitri, based yeah. off the knowledge that you have, what cabin would you place yourself in? Or what, who do you think would be your godly parent? Just from um, what you know so far. In the past, I used to think like, I used to like Hephaestus. And I so, like, I like the Hephaestus kind of stuff, like inventing and building and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, but I also like Athena. So, like, Athena would be cool. I know who I wouldn't want to be, a son of Ares. I don't want to. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a son of any of the big three. I don't, you no. know, feel a connection to any of those three. Um, what's Apollo? Arts and stuff, right? Apollo is performing arts. Mm -hmm. So Athena, a lesser known power of Athena is that she's the goddess of like crafts and visual arts, which is uh -huh. one reason I consider myself a daughter of her. Um, but Apollo would be like performing arts. Um, performing Apollo would arts, be cool. the sun, yeah. um, archery. Those are all his. Yeah. Uh, health, health and medicine falls under him. So there's a lot of doctors okay. who are children of Apollo. Yeah. So, you know, probably Apollo, Athena, Artemis. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Um, Ginger Snark was saying, how dare I not read the books before coming on the show? Um, <laughs> and then also that she was going to suggest Apollo for me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. You you've know. Been, you've been claimed by <laughs> Apollo. I, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, just uh, wait till you read Trials of Apollo. <laughs> oh no, what is I don't that's okay. the third series. I keep looking that's at the I... books, like I have the books over there, and I'm like, which so how, which do you just have the first series? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm currently I... listening to the third series, which I never finished. I had I read the third part of the third series before, but I never wait, finished. What are so the I'm three series? There's just the regular All series. Right. And I got there's... you. This is this is the reared in verse or okay. reared in verse. Okay. You have Percy Jackson and Olympians. That's five books. Okay. Then you have Heroes of Olympus. That's another five books. Okay. After Heroes of Olympus, chronologically, is Chalice of the Gods, which is the newest book that just came out, and there's going to be two more books that are part of that series. Okay. What? So that'll be a trilogy. Wait, Chalice of the Gods um, is the start of a new trilogy? 
Kind of. It's called, it's being labeled as Percy Jackson Olympians, but the fans are kind of labeling it as the quest for college because within that series, Percy is now in his senior year and he needs college recommendations uh, from gods. So, and of course those gods are making him do quests to earn those recommendations. Is it just more of a fun book? Yes, it's okay. just fun. The The stakes are low, but the fun is high. <laughs> okay. Then cool. after those, after, chronologically after that is The Trials of Apollo. Uh-huh. And then after that is a standalone book focusing on that character, Nico, we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, and that together makes up the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles. Right. Everything I just said. But then tying into that universe is two other trilogies. Which is Cain Chronicles, right? Cain Chronicles takes place primarily during Heroes of Olympus. And then you have Magnus Chase and the Gods of Asgard. And that mm. takes place primarily during Trials of Apollo. And that ties in because Magnus Chase is a son of a Norse god. And he is the cousin of Annabeth Chase. The human side of her is linked to? Yes. Like their, their human relatives his, are yes. related? Okay. Annabeth's dad, his sister, fell in love with a Norse god and had Magnus. What are the odds of that? Is that on purpose? Like, that's that's like... Is that on purpose? On purpose? Is like, like, like their I family? Know. I haven't read... No one's ever good enough the, for the chases. They just gotta get with gods. I know. I, I haven't read compete. uh I haven't read the Kane Chronicles yet. It's on my list for this year. I've read the first book from Magnus Chase. Okay. Um so I'm gonna start with this series. We're gonna see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I pro I feel like you're gonna love Titan's Curse too. Okay. Like I don't yeah. know. That I feel like that one it it sold me. So are are you yeah. guys Harry Potter fans? Yeah. No. Okay. Well then, Harry, Harry Potter fan, not J.K. Rowling. Rowling. That's fan. fair. Yeah. I, I never not, got I'm, into I'm Harry Potter, way. so I'm I don't feel betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, also Harry Potter. Not only the whole J.K. Rowling stuff, but also the fact that like the world building on Harry Potter is not yeah. complete. Like she'll bring up things, but then with world building, you want to be like, well, if this is true, then this, this, and this is true. But she right. doesn't do that, so then it's like, well. It's right, kind of incomplete. Uh, yeah. Vivian, quick question: What's your favorite Harry Potter book? Uh, the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah, I That's did solid. see all the movies. Okay, well, Caitlin, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Um, uh, watch one of the crap, crap. Um, I'm what just happens? blanked on the name. What um, a Goblet of Fire. Okay. Okay. I like Goblet of Fire. I thought that was fun because of like the whole competition and whatnot. I did read the first two books. Yeah. And I've seen all the movies, but I okay. haven't seen the movies since the one time I watched the movies, which was That's 10 it. years ago. Yeah. Okay. So I trust, I trust you too, because Prisoners, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, I mean, read... that's really when it starts picking up. Yeah. Did you read the books as well? Or is this the films? Yeah. Okay. Like for Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, I read nice. all the books. Um, yeah. Um, but like, and again, Ginger Snark's getting on my case that I have the books of Percy Jackson, but I haven't read them. I just got them. I did like an Amazon binge buy and like, they were like 10 bucks each. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to oh, buy yeah, them really... and yeah. then, you know, get to them. Um, but, uh, you know, it's that, a process. 
Yeah. They're pretty quick reads. I feel like once you get past mm. uh, Sea of Monsters, you're going to zoom through those last three because fast, everything yeah. picks up. The stakes get so high. Yeah. The ending yeah. of the Titan's Curse. I, I don't want to spoil it. I cried too. Okay. All I right. think I remember. It's one of the most romantic things I've ever seen. Oh, that type of crime. Okay. They don't even know it. It's cute. It's so cute. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm like, it's cute in a Percy Jackson way. <laughs> I mean, there's also like some actual sad stuff that made me cry from yeah. that okay. book. But then there's like happy things that made me cry in that book. Mm. Okay. Um, where um where do we go from here with with percy jackson like i'm i'm assuming like there's going to be a couple more books right hopefully there's a season two for this show like hopefully there's season five right right <laughs> one season at a time hopefully they finish <laughs> everything hopefully they do a whole like the whole spinoffs and everything and like do multiple you know they get to asgard and Kane chronicles and all that stuff we can, we can uh, hope. Kane, so Kane Chronicles would not be part oh, of Oh, that's Amazon, right? It's uh, Netflix. It's Netflix. being de developed for, I can't remember if it's an animated show or movie. It's going to be animated on Netflix from what I hear. Oh, they, they're adapting Kane Chronicles? I did yeah, hear Yeah, Netflix that. Bought, that, bought, the, oh. bought the rights. Oh. And How Rick weird is involved is that? with that. That's weird, right? So Rick, Rick was actually ready to retire. But then he entered talks with Disney and Netflix for Percy and Kane Chronicles, and he struck deals that were good enough that he decided to cancel his retirement. Yeah. Good for him. And now we're Glad. getting new books. Oh, there's a whole nother book written by him that's part of, it's not part of that world, it's like a completely standalone book that's for children called Daughter of the Deep. I have, I've, I looked, I've seen, I've looked into that too. I okay. have it. I haven't read it yet. Um, my mom just read it and she liked it. Okay. Um, she said there were some good digs at Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, nice. There's like subtle digs. Yeah. Um, and he has adult novels that he wrote back in like the 90s. But when you say adult, you don't mean spicy adult, right? You just mean. No, I don't adults. mean spicy. I mean like a, novels written for people that are like, you know, adults, not like yeah. spicy adults. Gotcha. Though, um, if anyone people, could write some spicy mythological, you know, books, you know, make it part of the universe. I don't think I want Rick doing that. <laughs> I don't think I want Rick writing spicy. I don't. He, I don't. he is it. He's isn't he considered Uncle Rick? Like amongst he's Uncle the Rick. fandom, I don't okay. Uncle Rick. Rick writing spice. It would feel wrong. Okay. It would feel so wrong. Even okay. when, however, he, if he wants to, like, oh, sorry. I was say even like when he writes like Persebeth stuff, I'm like it's so innocent and just like youthful there, and cute. There's in the third book of Heroes of Olympus, there's a moment where Annabeth and Percy are by themselves, like late at night, just talking, and they end up falling asleep in the same room, and that's it. And that's it was like a whole scandal. Like there were schools removing these books from their library because Percy what? and Annabeth were, fell asleep in the same room together. They literally were just like up late at night talking about something and then ended up falling asleep. And that was it. They're like 17. Nothing happened. And this is back when Annabeth was white. Imagine what they do now. Right? Um, that whole, that whole series thing, like for me as an outsider looking in at that whole, like the hate that, that um, Leah got for being Annabeth Ridiculous. and whatnot. 
and it comes up all the time with any fandom, any time, and it's very specific changes. When you know, um, I don't know. What drove me nuts was the fact that none of the actors looked like the character in the book. Yeah, but all the hate went towards just Leah. Like even Aryan, who was also a different race than the character yeah. in the book. I'm sure there were people that complained about that, but you didn't see the level of hatred and like complaining about him that you saw about her. Right. Yeah. It, and, which I, was yeah. absolutely insane. And it made me, I just really loved how much support they all, the three of them, specifically Leah had from Rick himself. Yes. Like he was doing everything in his power to make sure everyone knew that this was his, like, this is his Annabeth Chase. And he's repeated it time and time again on social media, on, in public spaces, on, in the documentary, that these three kids were chosen to play these characters because they perfectly embody what he envisioned. And he posted something to his story a couple months before the the series came out. Um, I just remember sharing it to my story after that, but it was just a little description about how um, if you get to a point where, physical features matter to a character then that then that character like loses what they're supposed like the meaning behind them I'm exactly paraphrasing that horribly but he was looking for the soul of the characters and I think you said this earlier Caitlin and these three actors actress they perfectly embody that and I'm glad that there was still support behind like Leah being casted as Annabeth specifically coming from like the person who created the character himself so that was really cool to see him defend them in that way yeah yeah um it 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 comes up time and time again people don't want those changes um and and it's very for very specific things people are fine with grover being non-white because of the character who grover is yeah just like there are gender roles in society there are also racial roles and Mm -hmm. a subservient sort of half human creature can be a person of color and not get as much backlash as a strong female love interest right strong smart female future love interest being black is a problem to a lot of people which It's ridiculous. Like, if you seriously read the Percy Jackson books and the Heroes of Olympus books and then were upset with her casting, I fail in any way to believe that you are actually a fan of this series. Because from the get-go, this series has been about empowering people who feel different. Yeah. The entire series started as a bedtime story for his son who felt as an, like an outsider because he had ADHD and dyslexia and he felt different and that just made him feel awful. And so he created a whole world where those were superpowers. And then he, from there, further created characters who were diverse, whether they were racially diverse or sexually diverse. Like this series has always been about empowering those who are different. And if you read those books and are pissed about her casting, you don't deserve to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also like how there are conservative Star Trek fans, which doesn't make any (laughs) sense for Star Trek. Like, I don't believe that woman actually ever watched Star Trek. Well, who? Who are you talking about? 
Oh, there's like a specific like quote from some conservative talk show host or whatever who was complaining about the fact that you know there were recent announcements uh, about a Ray movie in development and that it was going to be directed. Oh, that's by Star Oman Wars. And, but yes. Well, but the, but this conservative talker, this yeah, conservative yeah, yeah. host was talking about the Star Wars movies, and yeah, then yeah. she was complaining about how woke it was, and she then she was like, "And this is why I'm a Trekkie." Um, oh, okay, I see. I but, like, but the and she like yeah. did the Spock thing, but she like did it like this. I mean, Star She's Trek. Like, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm like, are you though? Star Trek is like super like future space communists. Like they're like it's right? about like socialism in space. There's no money. Everybody's cool. You know. Um. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um. <laughs> so, uh, as we wrap this episode up of this podcast. Because uh, we're really just talking about this season one, but you know, hoping for for more things. What do you guys want to see? What are the your hopes and dreams for for season for season two? For sassy, he needs to get sassier, and I think he can. Okay, I've I have seen, faith. Yeah, I'm like I've seen Walker interviews. I've seen him in the the film he was playing a younger Ryan Reynolds. He can be sassy. Uh-huh. And, he can be sassy. Yeah. Um. But no, I I would like to see them, I guess, not fixed, because I don't want to say there was anything wrong with it, but better pacing of the show. Yeah. I think whether that's longer episodes, more episodes, or um, maybe just like really narrowing in and how they're telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that goes back to the writing. Um, but I'd like to see, I guess, better pacing, more per sassy. Um, yeah, I think those are my biggest quips with with our biggest like uh, negatives with the show, and I wouldn't even say they're they're negative. Just I'd like to see improvement in those areas. Yeah, I want more episodes or longer episodes. You're right. Like, I need to be able to like have these characters breathe because I feel like season one was a lot of like paint by numbers. That like Harry Potter, the first movie was kind of like this, um, where it was like we know like the beats of what needs to happen and it's just kind of like going from one step to another with this series I felt like it was a lot of that I heard I heard there was like more in the book with that weird guy who like uses the beds to kill people yes okay but like it barely did anything yeah so in the book when they get to Los Angeles first they go to Krusty's waterbeds And they have like a whole battle with him and whatnot. And then they leave and they go to the actual place where the entrance to the underworld is, which is in a record company called DOA Studios or DOA Records. And that's where the entrance to the underworld is. If they had to cut one, I would have preferred they have cut Krusty's and had DOA Records. Why? What happened to DOA? Well, it's just more interesting, I think, um, having it in like a a, a recording studio um, and specifically, so there's a musical version of The Lightning Thief. Uh, It's on Spotify, highly recommend. It's super fun. It's a very faithful adaptation and it has Rick's stamp of approval. in the musical, they go to DOA Records and it's just like a fun musical number. Not that I'm expecting them to do a musical number in this TV show. I think DOA Records is more interesting than Krusty's if they had to cut one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I would agree. 
the 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 them coming across Krusty's was another instance of telling not showing where Percy just knew yeah. right away who he was. Um, right, he I, walked I in. He's like, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I wish that would have been fleshed out a little bit more. Same with yeah. same with a lot of things too. Even the fight with Ares, I wish that would have gone on much longer because it felt so quick. I think Percy won a little too easily. He's literally fighting the god of war and he once <laughs> like he got him in the ankle and that was it. Um well so he I charged wish, up yeah. he charged up his tidal wave. Like he did. You're right, he did, he did. But it's My also funny did. that you could just kind of stand there and charge up the tidal wave and just kind of and Ares is just gonna be like, I'm gonna wait. Just waiting. I guess yeah. you attack first <laughs> and then I'll attack, you know? <gasps> um it's like, hey, I want one. I made this. You made this? I did. She's a little wonky. She's made with foam. But yeah, I made this on a Friday. I was really excited. I want to make my own Riptide. I also want to make, I'm I'm blanking on the name of Annabeth's dagger, but I want to make her dagger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just realized I meant to wear my Yankees cap during this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) The Yankees Um, cap is just invisible right now. (laughs) It's invisible right now. I literally only bought my Yankees cap recently. I bought it specifically because of Percy Jackson. I don't care about baseball. As you should. That's, yeah. But I mean, that, that is that kind of what we do sometimes to buy stuff for costumes that yes. I have yep. a St. Louis Cardinals hat for a specific reason. Um, it's a weird thing. It was a thing I was filming once, like years ago. And I have a St. Louis Cardinals hat. Randomly. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, quick question before we get going. The character of Tyson. I'm looking forward to him. Is, are you, are, is it generally speaking, like people like the more simple-minded Tyson from the book? Is that kind of, cause he was not simple-minded in the, really in the movie. He was just like a he, guy, well, right? You have to understand that Tyson is practically a toddler in yeah. terms of Cyclopses or Cyclopses. Yeah. So in the book, in the movie, he's just like a guy, right? Right. Well, in the in the book, he appears as if he's essentially the same age as Percy, maybe a year or two older. But his development is that of a toddler. So yeah, he's kind of simple-minded, but it's because he's so young. Yeah for his species um and i think i think it's important to percy's development because you know percy's a kid who oh no she lost she lost us who lost us she lost our sound vivian oh you message i can't hear you guys i can hear you um maybe um, vivian can fix it while we while we close up and then I'll oh, try no. to. Can we not hear Vivian? I I don't know. Okay. Wait, maybe. Is this? Can you? Can you? She can't hear us. No, she said she can't hear us. Can we? Okay. Yeah. And then Ginger Snark's out there saying she, uh, Ginger Snark can hear us, and I can hear oh, Kaylin. Can you hear me? What? Oh, yeah. Yes, we can hear you now. But she can't. I can't hear you guys. I don't you still can't hear us? Okay. You guys can keep going. I'll figure it out. All right. I will. Uh, okay. 
Okay. So um, I let her know we can hear her. We will uh we'll we'll wrap everything up right now. Um unless there were any was there anything that you guys wanted to say real quick before we get going? Oh, I was starting to say about Tyson. Like I think Tyson's yeah. important because um I I I know it can be controversial portraying Tyson potentially in that way just because some people might view it as degrading to people who um are developmentally disabled however there are people that are developmentally developmentally disabled they exist not that tyson is disabled however when percy percy immediately like when we first meet tyson percy's already friends with him yeah and he's like, yeah, like this kid just doesn't really have any other friends, but I like Tyson. Like he's a nice yeah. guy. And, you know, when he eventually discovers that, you know, because he's a Cyclops, he's therefore related to Percy. Percy's off put by that, but not so much because it's Tyson just off put by the fact that he has a brother and that he's a Cyclops. And that his dad um, was with somebody else, right? Well, there's that. I mean, you have to remember Poseidon's married. <laughs> Who's Poseidon married to? I can't remember her name. I'm blanking okay. on her name, but he's yeah. married like within within Greek mythology. He has a wife, and at some point in the series, Percy actually meets her. Oh, she's okay. not so thrilled to meet him. I mean, um, fair. Um, Polyphemus is also Poseidon's son, right? I mean, they all are technically. All all Cyclops? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, at the very least, a lot of them are. But yeah. Polyphemus especially. Um, I don't know if you've listened to uh, Epic the the musical saga that's been going viral on tiktok um but polyphemus is like there's like a whole thing like it's an adaptation of the odyssey and within the odyssey poseidon goes after odysseus because he harmed his son yeah polyphemus yeah um if you're a fan of greek mythology if you're a fan of greek mythology check out epic the whole thing is on spotify so far he's released three sagas and the fourth one comes out like next week Okay. And it's a musical telling of the Odyssey. It's wonderful. Okay. The Um, production is insane. I'll look it up. Epic. All right. Um, By the way, uh, we got first time chatter out there. TJ Butlag. I don't know (laughs) if, is that, am I saying that right? Uh, Saying, I think Maxwell Simpkins could handle playing Tyson very well with the level of maturity necessary to play him without being degrading. What's that actor's name? Say it again. Um, Maxwell Simpkins. Who's Maxwell Simpkins? I don't know. Maxwell Sim- Simpkins. Um, I am not familiar with this actor, not, but he's yeah. the right age. You can, can hear, you hear us? us? Yay! Oh, for a second, and it's gone. I don't know what's happening. Oh no! Oh no, there you are. Okay, I can. Okay. Hear you. All right. So, um. um and then TJ Butlag says, I think a lot of other younger actors couldn't do, couldn't quite do that, even unintentionally. Um, all right. All right. Um, and then also Ginger Snark says, I want them to trust their audience to be smart and not spoon fed details that we can pick up ourselves. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, as we close up this episode, I want to thank both of you, Vivian and Kaylin, so much uh, for, for coming on the show, taking time out of your Monday night to be here. Uh, to talk about Percy Jackson season one. Uh, and I want to thank uh, everybody out there who is watching and or listening, whether it's on youtube.com slash the Keeg show or twitch.tv slash the Keeg show. 
Before we get going, though, um, I want to know where we can find you. What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug uh, before we get going? Uh, Kaylin, I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, well, my next con will be uh, C2E2 in Chicago. I am very excited to be heading back there because last year was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily bringing any new cosplays this time around, um, but I'm bringing some that I haven't worn in a while. That'll be exciting. Um, uh, I'm not working on any cosplay specifically at this time, but I have some long-term plans for the year. Uh, but right now, if you want to follow my Instagram, I am documenting my uh, re- journey I guess you could say like I'm I've, I'm back at back to reading for the first time okay. in a very long time and I am reading quite fast right. I've already finished uh two books this month. <laughs> nice all right where, um, where, where can people find you online oh yeah um so you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok uh at comics by Kaylin and uh not I'm not posting too much on TikTok right now but I'll get yeah. back to that I promise all right all right. Um, Vivian, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, you could find me on Instagram at vvn.ff. Um, same on TikTok, but only one F. So at vvn.f. Um, I just, the two Fs were taken on TikTok. Um, but I'm not planning too much right now. Um, usually, I've got a couple cons coming up, but still figuring out where I'm going to end up this year. Um, I like to work on cosplay. So if you're into that, um, you could follow my Instagram and TikTok. I usually post my cosplays on there. You can also catch me um, talking about all things nerdy over at Geek on Instagram. So that's G-I-Q-U-E underscore. Um, anything Spider-Man related, comics related, um, things like Percy Jackson or... Um, Hunger Games, little things like that. You, I'll usually make little 60 second uh, informational videos about comic book things and nerdy stuff. So you can catch me on there too. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, that's such a good name. I like that name, Geek, but yeah. G I Q U E. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, thank you both for, for coming on the show. Uh, can't have the show without you guys. Um, Thank you to everybody out there for watching. Once again, you're either watching us on Twitch or YouTube, um, or uh, you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on all those podcast platforms. Um, if you are uh, on social media, you can find us on social media. TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones at the keeg show but we're also on facebook and twitter and threads and all that stuff at the keeg show or slash the keeg show uh wherever you guys are watching or listening to us like comment subscribe follow do all that sorts of stuff write us a a good review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to um do that sort of thing um if you want to give back to the keeg patreon.com slash the keeg show um and then if you want to read some articles uh we just brought back the Keeg website, uh, thekeegshow.com. Uh, we got some articles there uh, to definitely stay tuned with that. I'm going to be at Emerald City Comic Con um, at the end of the month, I think. And then Chicago, I am, I'm going to go to C2E2. Uh, pretty much this is the year of Comic Cons. Like I, I actually have a big old list that I'm getting to. So um, 
you know, everybody out uh, out there, stay tuned for that. Uh, this is the Keeg Talks. We do this once a week. We talk about uh, different Keeg topics. Today was Percy Jackson season one. Uh, I believe the next one we might do like fictional romances because it's February and it's like Valentine's Day ish coming up. Um, but we we got some other cool stuff, including Avatar: The Last Airbender. We'll be talking about that in the next coming weeks. We also got Comic Talk every Thursday, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And that's pretty much it. Stay tuned on TikTok and Instagram. That's the easiest way to stay tuned with everything uh, that we got coming up. And yeah, Ginger Snark is also going to ECC, ECCC, uh, Emerald City Comic Con. So I'll uh, I'll be seeing her there. Uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And this has been the Keeg Talks, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Super fat.